You're listening to the Northfield Podcast with your host, Caleb Gordon, and we are tackling issues of family, faith, and culture, all from a biblical worldview. Sit back, buckle up, and let's go. Find out more at calebgordon.org. Hey, 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 what's up, my friends? Welcome back to the Northfield Podcast. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of the program today. As always, want to say thanks to our friends at Outpost Coffee. These guys are just fantastic. Uh, love their caffeinated beverages. Check out what they've got, outpostcoffeeco.com. Okay, so I want to address the Roe v. Way, uh, ruling that happened today, and I believe Um, It is a good thing. And and here's what I want you first and foremost to hear me. Um, This ruling that went down, the way they did this at the Supreme Court, it did not make anything illegal. It did not make it to where women can't get an abortion. It just didn't. All it did was hand back to the states where it rightfully should be from the beginning this decision whether the states are going to allow or uh, regulate um, abortion. Here's the bottom line. Even on the the strictest the strictest ruling so far in Texas and Oklahoma both, it did not outlaw abortions. Babies are still being killed. Babies are still being murdered in Texas and in Oklahoma today. It, it happened today. So this ruling did not make abortion illegal. It, it did not. It just handed back to the states. Um the the right to determine what to do with it and so don't believe the mainstream media hype where they're saying like okay and that's another thing when joe biden got up and bumbled and fumbled through his speech today and said this decision today uh was a it's not hyperbole it's it's actually a, a a fundamental constitutional right was taken away no it wasn't roe v way was never in the constitution it was never a constitutional right from the begin to to begin with ever. It was never there, whatsoever. It was never in the Constitution. Um, so for him to say that is just to stoke the far left and to cause them to want to burn down cities because that's what they're trying to do. Obama got up and said this is an attack on freedom. It is not an attack on freedom. It literally pulls the the federal government out of the middle. The federal government is pulled out of the middle of this, and it's this decision. Abortion is handed back to the people of the states, and they get to make the decision on whether or not to get rid of it or keep it. And here's the bottom line. Liberal states are going to keep abortion. Abortion is still very much accessible. Heartbreakingly, it's, it's, it's accessible. So I, I want to give you my personal, where I stand personally on abortion, because I, I, I think abortion is murder. And if you do your due diligence to actually do the homework on this and look at the science at how young babies in the womb at early ages, early stages, have pain receptors. They have the ability to feel. They recoil from pain. Um, They are able to, like, they can sense things. They are an actual human being. They are not, it's not the mom's body. It is a body that is inside the mom's body. That baby that's inside you, mom, it is not your body. It is a distinct individual with its own chromosomes, its own DNA, its own personality. 
That is not your body. You're just the host. And God created you to, to carry babies. That's it. It's not, it's not, abortion is not health care. Like, because I've heard people say, well, abortion, uh, th- like this ruling is not going to let women have health care. That's untrue because abortion is not health care. Abortion is murder. And I, listen, I'm, I'm trying to be respectful as, as I possibly can on this, but man, I am, I am passionately um, serious about this because I have a biblical worldview. And, and Proverbs chapter 24, verse 11 says this, rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to, sl- to the slaughter. And then in verse 12, it says, if you say, behold, we did not know this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his works? So listen, we are called by God to rescue those that are being innocence that is being led off to the slaughter. And there is there is plenty of evidence. There's plenty of information. There's plenty of scientific, I'm talking real scientific data that shows that a baby in the womb is a human being. Number two, the scripture tells us in Psalms 51 that God formed and knit us together in our mama's wombs. So that verse alone, once again, I'm a biblical Christian. I believe the Bible. And that verse there alone states that this human being that's in the womb, this human being that is in the womb was knit together by God. You were not an accident. Acts chapter 17 said that God puts you where you are. He determined your allotted period of time and he determined the place where you would live. That's Acts chapter 17. And I'm telling you, verse 12 of Proverbs chapter 24, listen, you go, well, I didn't know anything about this. I didn't know. That's not going to hold water in the, in, the, in the throne room of God before the judgment seat of Almighty God. That will not work. He will repay man for what he's done. And if you applaud wickedness and you approve of wickedness and the murder of babies, and I'm telling you, you cannot, if you do um, just a little bit of research, a little bit of education, you will come to understand that the baby inside of the mother is a human being that has the right to life. So here's here's the arguments, <clears throat> and, I, and here's where I'll, I'll, I'll discuss arguments here, because here's the first argument is, well, Caleb, what about when the mom's life is in danger? Or what if the baby is in danger? Well, okay. Number one, you need to get second opinions on those. When you hear a doctor say that, just go get a second opinion. But if it comes down to it, the mom's going to die or the baby's going to die, that ceases to be a legitimate viable pregnancy. And it's now a rescue mission to try to save mom or save baby. One of the two. It is not. There's That's it. It's uh, Listen, Save baby, save mom. Like you got to figure it's it's a rescue mission, and if th- that's that's the bottom line. But here's the thing, that doesn't happen very often. It it does happen. I listen. I have family. I have a family member who lost. I have a my sister in law lost her baby girl Grace. Baby died, and it was a rescue mission. They pulled that little 
lifeless. That baby was dead. When she gave birth to that baby, it was dead. So that was not an abortion. That baby died in the womb. So, and that's heartbreaking. So there's that scenario. It, it becomes a rescue mission. And it's not a pregnancy anymore. Number two, people say, well, Caleb, what about rape? Rape is a hellish, wicked thing that happens because we live in a fallen world. Um, I know personally a lady who was raped and she told me personally, she said, it is not my child's fault. That was the child that was in my womb. It is not their fault that the dad was wicked and did this heinous act. So I'm not going to punish the baby. Uh, Here's the deal. You want to kill someone? You want to kill someone for a rape? Kill the father that perpetrated the rape. Absolutely. You want to you want to kill someone? I believe men who rape women should die. That's what I personally believe. Um it, it is a it is a hellish thing. And if you want to kill somebody, kill the 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 father, not the baby. It is not the innocent child's fault. And here's the deal. I know this young man, he is now a viable teenager who is living his best life loves to play in the band, does incredible things, smart, genius kid. It is not his fault that his birth father was a pagan psycho. So, and that I, that's just one scenario. I, I can give you other multiple scenarios where women who were raped made the decision to have the baby, and that baby is now a viable, fantastic, contributing member of society. And so it's it just not it doesn't hold water. It doesn't hold water. And I know there's people that may not agree with that, but the bottom line is that doesn't hold water because there are legitimate cases where that's it's turned around. And that child is a blessing. Because here's the deal, the child is still a blessing regardless. It's not the child's fault that the father sinned. So those are the two main scenarios that everyone else has. Every other scenario for abortion is just a convenience thing. I have the solution most of the time. If you don't want to have an abortion, don't have sex. God created sex for the confine and the covenant of marriage. It is a blessing from God that has been twisted and, and, and jerked around by the enemy. And so what we need to be doing is we need to understand the, the truth. This is why biblical Christianity is so important. It's why we need to preach and proclaim biblical Christianity because it has the ability to bring life rather than, than, than condemnation. And so that that's, I mean, that's a foolproof method to, to never have to have an abortion. Just if you're not married, don't have sex. And, if, and here's what I will say. If you have had an abortion, there is grace for you. That is not a sin that cannot be covered by the Lord grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to repent and trust the gospel. If you've had an abortion, repent of that sin and ask God to forgive you. And he will. The scripture says he will. So that that's not like, I don't, I don't want to come at you and just say, just beat you down. But listen, regardless, it, it is a sin, but it is, there is, it's not a sin that can't be redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ. And so don't believe the media hype, the, the, that what has happened today is is completely ripped abortions and tur- turn them turn them upside down. Sadly, that has not happened. 
Here's what I believe needs to happen. I am an abolitionist. I'm very forthright with that. I am an abolitionist. I believe that abortions should be outlawed because they are heinously wicked and it is the murder of small human beings. And so what needs to happen is there needs to be not a regulation of abortions, but we need to outlaw it. They need to be done away with. And if you get pregnant because of activity that you are involved with, then that's a responsibility that you must take care of because you you play grown-up games, you get grown-up consequences. And so there is that's what happens. When you have sex, you have a baby sometimes. It happens. And God created sex for procreation. And man, what's one of the one things that the enemy wants to do? The enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to murder. He wants to rip up. He, like This is not anything new. The majority of abortions are, are take place because of per, personal preferences. They, they, you know, people, I've, I've stood outside of these abortion mills and I've had conversations with people and I've pleaded with women to not kill their baby and ask them to choose life. And they look at me and they say, I can't afford it while they're driving a $60,000 car. I can't afford it while they're carrying in a Louis Vuitton purse. I, I can't afford this baby. You can, but you choose not to afford it. So you know what this is? This is just a repackaging of the God of Moloch. In the Old Testament, there was a God called Moloch. And what you would do is you would bring your firstborn child to this giant bowl. And you would take that baby and you would throw it into the bowl of fire in the hopes of material success and wealth. And you would sacrifice your child in order to get personal wealth and prosperity that is the majority of abortions is because it is a lifestyle change because babies are expensive and if if you if you murder your baby in the womb you're handing it up to the god of moloch so that you can have personal wealth and prosperity that is the majority of abortions and i you can disagree with me but man i'm telling you i stand on the word of god and the word of god says that there will be punishment for those who okay the murder of children read proverbs chapter 24 verses 11 and 12 i'm telling you it is it is very eye-opening we have a duty as christians to rescue those that are being taken away to the slaughter to, to death save them that are being dragged to death rescue those who are being taken away to death that is what you're called to do and if you say well caleb i didn't know Verse 12 says you don't have an excuse. Don't excuse yourself by saying, look, we didn't know. For God understands all hearts and he sees you. He who guards your soul knows you. And he will repay all people as for their actions that they deserve. That is a pungent, that is a pungent text that says you have no excuse and you will be held accountable by the God of the universe. And man, no one's going to be able to withstand that. And, and so what's the call today? Repent of your sins. First, uh, um, Mark chapter 1 verse 15 says that the kingdom of God is at hand. And we need to repent of our sins and believe the gospel. The good news that Jesus Christ came and lived the perfect life, died on the cross, and was raised three days later for the justification of those that would, would believe Repent of your sins. Ask Jesus to forgive you. And if you had an abortion, ask Jesus to forgive you. And he will. 
And listen, I, as a pastor, I, as a man, will come alongside you in love and I will help push to get you restored. I will push you towards the gospel. I will push you towards redemption in the Lord Jesus Christ. I will never look at you and say, how dare you? I won't do that. I will in love hug you and tell you that I love you and that Jesus Christ loves you and can forgive you. But you've got to repent of your sins. That's the call. I want to repent of my apathy where I have not stood bolder against this thing called child sacrifice, a.k.a. abortion. Like, I want us to, I need you to see this. That is like, okay, I want you to hear something. This is from uh, Pastor Matt Chandler. When Roe v. Wade was passed in 1973, there was no 3D sonogram. There was no ability, look at me, to watch our babies smile at us before they were born. By eight weeks, that's not even the first trimester, eight weeks, your wife's probably still throwing up. Eight weeks. Babies will suck their thumbs. We see that they respond to sound. There's evidence building that they're dreaming. Here's a crazy one. You ready for this one? They recoil from pain. So what, um, what really the ability to do sonograms has shown us is that when doctors need to draw blood or take a, a sample and they stick a needle up there to do that, the baby at eight weeks will pull its heel up, will pull back in away from the needle. Why? Because at eight weeks, all major organs are functioning, which means you have a nervous system that's developed and you have a brain that receives signals that that hurts. We see that the heart is pumping, the liver is making blood cells, the kidneys are clearing fluids, and there's a fingerprint. By 21 weeks, by 21 weeks, a baby with just a little bit of help can live outside the womb. 21 weeks. Now listen to me. Nearly all of the 1 million abortions committed in the Western world last year were performed after this period of time. So now here's what happens. I, I just, I know argumentation and here's what happens. In our head, it's, well, what about this? And, and what about this horrific situation? And, and what about this? But listen to me. Statistically speaking, the majority of abortions are not taking place because of the woman's life being in danger or because there was some horrific rape. It is purely around convenience. I don't want to do it not ready for this. I didn't ask for this. And so murder for the sake of convenience. So what ends up happening is you're forced because this is, this, you can't argue with this. You can't argue that these things are true. So what ends up happening is you show your cards and your cards show that that this isn't a rational argument at all anymore, that this is now purely driven by the exaltation of self. So let, let me show you this, um, so just show you how mad things have gone, how insane things have gone. Mary Elizabeth Williams wrote an article on January 23rd, 2013, and here's what she said. She's wildly pro-choice. Let me just read you the title of her article. The title of her article is this, So What If Abortion Ends Life? Here's what she says. 
Yet I know that throughout my own pregnancies, I never wavered for a moment in the belief that I was carrying a human life inside of me. I believe that's what a fetus is, a human life. And that doesn't make me one iota less solidly pro-choice. All right, now, so let's just start thinking about the crazy that just happened there. All right, I have no doubt that what I am carrying is a human life, and yet I have not wavered one iota, one little mark away from this belief that it is the woman's right to choose whether or not to terminate the life of this baby. You want to hear a rationale? I mean, a rationale almost made me weep in my office. Here's the complicated reality in which we live. Listen to this. All life is not equal. That's a difficult thing for liberals like me to talk about, lest we wind up looking like death panel loving, kill your grandma and your precious baby stormtroopers. Yet a fetus, listen to this, can be a human life without having the same rights as the woman in whose body it resides. She's the boss. Her life and is what is right for her circumstances and her health should automatically trump the rights of the non-autonomous entity inside of her, period, always, period. That's insane. Who chooses whose life has the most value? Who gets that power? That sounds like Nazi Germany excrement to me. That sounds like three-fifths compromise when African-Americans, when it was decided how the United States would vote, compromised three-quarters of a man. Who decides this? Who do we give this power to? Well, it's the woman's body. The baby might be in the woman's body, but the baby is not the woman's body. Has its own DNA. Has its own genetic code. Has its own blood type has its own functioning brain, its own functioning kidneys, its own functioning lungs, its own dreams. It's not the woman's body. It's in the woman's body. That's not the same. And the argument is, woman should get to choose what she does with her body. Bull. Go prostitute yourself. See if you get arrested. You don't. I don't have the right to do whatever I want with my body. No one does. That's this kind of weird ethereal argumentation that's so detached from rational thought that it shows that our consciences have been seared. You can't do whatever you want. Tell you what, drive 95 miles an hour naked on the way home today. Just do it. Let's see if you can do whatever you want. See what kind of rights you have. But the argument is, no, 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 no. You don't get to tell me what I get to do with my body. Of course they do. Our elected democratic republic gets to tell us all sorts of things that we can and can't do. And right now, what they're telling us we can do is murder babies. That is a compelling presentation by Pastor Matt Chandler. So, like, listen, I, I want you to understand something that, that, listen, Jesus does love you. 
And the thing that separates you from a genuine relationship with him is your sin. And you need to repent of your sins and you need to ask God to forgive you. And guess what? He will. First John 1 9 says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all of your unrighteousness. That doesn't mean just a little bit. That means he's willing to forgive you of all of it. And he can transform your heart and he can transform your life. And man, my hope is that you would have an educated mind now and an enlightened mind and heart about this thing called abortion and how it is a serious issue. And God is not going to hold people guiltless on this issue. And we have got to be standing on the right side of history of this. And I'm telling you, science and the Bible both are on the side of life, not choice. We need to be on the side of life. I love you guys. Have a great weekend. Diversified Systems Resources is a technology company based in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, that's been in business for 39 years. Are you looking for a stable employer, clean office environment, fun teammates, and a day that is always new and exciting? Then email us your resume today at dsrjobs at dsrglobal.com. DSR, we deliver technology.